Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could join us as well. We're excited to welcome author Stephanie Cowell to our broadcast today. She's celebrating a brand-new book just in time for the summer. It's called The Boy in the Rain. This is a powerful story, I think, not only about love, but also finding oneself, one's place in the world, and being able to realize the change you can be able to make, even in challenging times. We're going to talk to Stephanie not only about the writing of the book, but what it was like for her to take us back to a period where there were many challenges, like what we see today, but also how her characters were able to make decisions that were defining not only for them, but also for others. If you all are just now finding out about Stephanie, we'll let you know how to find her as well. Stephanie, thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. I'm really delighted to be here. Well, the pleasure is definitely all mine. Stephanie, this book is so powerful, and there are so many different layers to it. There's family. There's faith. There is belonging, finding your place in the world, but also being willing to love, even at great cost. What was it like for you to take these different layers and to put them in a book like The Boy in the Rain? Oh, goodness. Well, um, The Boy in the Rain was... uh, I had written novels in nine months, and this one took many, many years uh, trying to develop different aspects, feeling um, I hadn't done well enough. I wanted to give it another try, so uh, I I kept on with it. And uh, meanwhile, I published some other books. And I think the the um, I think it, it it picked up not only my 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 feelings of history. Uh, I love history. I feel like I. Of the, the novels I've written, I feel like I really live back there. I really am back there. So it picked that up, and and then it picked up many other things, you know, from my life as I went through love and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Stephanie, I love the fact that though there is a love story there, there also is a sense of purpose and direction for the characters. How important was that for you to not just make them about who they who they fell in love with, but to really make it the story about who they were and who they chose to be? Well, I think that um, I, I first fell in love with the characters. I kind of had a vision of them in an old mm-hmm. country house. Uh, actually, I didn't know if it was from outside me, uh, from the past, or from inside me, and it just lasted a few minutes. So um, I, I wrote it on a dare um, from a couple of friends, and I told them that this strange story uh, was going through my head. I was then an opera singer and, and not a writer. Wow. And, and so it's just yeah. developing. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Stephanie. I'm sorry. No, so it kept, it kept developing. And then uh, I really, in a way, I didn't want to deal with the outer world. I wanted to just be a love story, but it started to pick up uh, different characters, uh, like Anton, the older man's wife, 
um, the uh, vicar, uh, the priest who uh, kind of teaches and, and guides the, the younger man and many, many, many other characters. And, and so it picked these up, and but I, I didn't have any sense of, of danger in yet, because there was, of course, this great, great danger to, because to be homosexual back then, you could be uh, sent to prison with hard labor, which was the um, which was the horrible, horrible fate of, of us for a while. But I, but that came in, that came in slowly, and then and then all the um, the political. Um, uh, Socialism, socialism uh, stance that that eventually formed Danton's life also um, started to grow and then take over the book. It was really, I think there's this garden growing wild or something. So by the time I got to see my publisher, uh, it, it got a lot of depth, a lot of color. Uh, and uh, and I guess it was a good thing it took that long to write because otherwise it wouldn't have happened that way. Yeah. I, I I tell you I love the fact that especially like with a character like like Robbie, you know, being able to use his craft and to have his work being recognized. I think, you know, I love being able to see that evolution of his growth. But I also think too, Stephanie, the other thing I love about this book is that because of the time when there was such tension politically uh in the world at that time the dangers that existed for speaking your mind, for sharing what you thought or not thinking like everyone else, that is something that is very timely today. When you were writing it, were you thinking not only about the early 1900s, but also where we find ourselves today when it comes to how people's thoughts and, and, and how their feelings um, can lead them to trouble? Was I thinking about that when I wrote it? Well, yes, of course, it's it yes. all around it, me. Um, yes. And sometimes the things I I read about um, the uh, conversion programs and the, what is happening, um, you know, in some of the African states with the with the imprisonment and even the execution of a perfectly normal um, way of living, I just feel such rage. Uh, it's it's quite terrible and and, and it's awful that it's awful 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 that is this of development of humanity when we know scientifically that some people are just made a little bit differently but they're just people that I don't know why uh, I don't know why other people feel the need to control um, the intimate lives uh, now of course. Um, with the whole bringing down of Roe versus Wade, why people feel to, they need to, to, you know, get their little key and, and stick it in the door of, of, of perfectly lovely people who are not hurting anybody but just just contributing in a wonderful way. I don't, I don't, I just, I can't understand it. And and most of the time, I don't know what to do about it except in my own little. And someone said, well, I said that yesterday, and somebody said, well, you wrote this book. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe that, 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 seems to be, that seems to be a small thing to, to do um, in, in the greatness and the need of, uh, of what has to be done. This book has a lot of loss as well, uh, Stephanie. Not only, of course, you know, the loss of loved ones. We're able to see how that 
plays out in this book. Uh, but also, I think um, the loss of identity is another theme that kind of comes up in this book, too. Um, I mentioned earlier about the politics of the time, you know, the words like socialist. We see those words being thrown around again even today. Um, talk to us yeah. about that, Stephanie. What was it like for you to kind of have people judged um, by the way that they saw the world or thought the world should be? Well, it's of course it's a very striking thing if you have um Anton, who's my twenty nine year old character, my older character, um, has had personal experiences with with the very poor and the poor in, in England at that time were just it was unbelievable. You know, there was no pensions, social age, you know, um uh, older age pensions, health care, uh, the, the wages which were sometimes paid didn't feed the family. It was it was really quite terrible, and so I'm sorry. I made so many notes here when you were talking. And I said, "Well, this is the second thing you asked me, please." Right. No, I, I was just asking about. Yeah. The loss of a loved one. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and you know, I never really realized. I I realized some of it. Um, your Anton's father. Um, Anton's father is, is a horrible man. He, he came from awful, awful poverty, and he's determined to make this perfect English gentleman out of his son who wants to be um, a socialist, this idea uh, of socialism. And, uh, and also, he is attracted to, to men, which is absolutely, I mean, it's horrible uh, in, in his father's eyes. So, so he's constantly, constantly trying to, to find his identity. And Robbie, uh, Robbie's. Um, uh, a father was a, a short period fling uh, for his mom, and uh, so his mom was uh, raised him alone in the house of her brother, who is a pretty hateful character, and is also determined to make Robbie into what he thinks Robbie should be, which is, which is a tailor. Uh, and Robbie is nothing like a tailor. Robbie's an artist. So they, they're also fighting, fighting for their identity of people besides fighting for their, for their sexuality, they have a lot of rights um, to to battle and to win, hopefully. Stephanie, letters play a big role in this as well, which brings up your own love of words. What was it like for you to tell part of this story through the letters that the characters wrote to each other? We, you know, sorry, I, 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 maybe because I was always writing letters and and uh, uh, emails that is an important way for me to communicate. It's also, I don't know, it's just, I just seem to include letters in, in, most, of, in most of my books to, as a way to forward the plot. It's sort of a, a, natural, a natural thing that, that happens. And when letters are kind of interesting because if I write you a letter, and, I mean, I don't, I don't know where you're speaking from, but I'm, I'm physically not in the same room with you, and so the letter has to be put into a specific form and then sent. So I, I find it a wonderful way to to make the plot go forward, and it just happens. All of a sudden, I'm in a scene, and then I have somebody writing a letter um, saying I'm lonely or I miss you or or whatever, whatever they're going to say. Right. 
The last thing I wanted to talk to you about, Stephanie, that I think is so powerful is about believing in oneself. I think as we see in the book, um, The Boy in the Rain, people do come and go. Um, there are, are things that can happen that can change your life. But really getting to know who you are and appreciate who you are is so important. What was it like for you to share in this book, and what do you want the reader to remember about loving who they are? Well, loving who you are, you, you kind of you kind of have to you know you have to love who you are because if you don't love who you are, then you does not show up for anybody else. But the but the, but the other person uh, is, is is getting a, a, a false image. They don't they don't know you. So it's terribly, it's also risky because if somebody, um, you tell somebody, well, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm gay or I want to be a, a socialist in Anton's case when he told that to his father, he got beaten. Um, so it's, it's a big risk in the face of dichotomy. But I think for a person to be true, for the, for the real person um, whose character is, is, is given by God, um, they must they must find that and take a stand, no matter even if it means the loss of of the dearest dearest thing in in their lives. Otherwise, no one else will ever know that person, and right. they will have a profound loneliness uh, because they are they are not known. Um, so I, it's it's terribly important and sometimes very 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 hard. Um, to do that, I think we all hide in little ways, but uh, but you know, I never thought about before. I never really, it's wonderful, sorry. I just looking at this thing like like somebody else wrote it now because you you write a lot of things you do you don't realize that you you've done it. You know, if someone told me right. this was kind of sad, and, and I said sad, and and I realized that that I didn't concentrate for many chapters and pages. Um, I sort of summed it up. They're great happiness together. They're tremendous great happiness together because as a writer you have to you have to go on to the conflict. You you can't have people being perfectly happy. At least I can't, I don't know. Uh, right. uh, and you have you have to see the conflict. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to ask you, Stephanie, which character you connected with the most, but I am curious, which character was the biggest challenge to write? Oh, God, I think they, they both are, but I would say Anton was was harder okay. because um, uh, if a character doesn't know himself at all, he has not a clue. And he's so brilliant in, in everything he touches, he does, but he hasn't got a clue. So it's very hard to um, uh, to write a character like that when you're writing from his point of view, and, and yet he doesn't know. Um, and also, there are, there are things that they both do in the relationship which are not very cool. Uh, in fact, in one case, it's really, really terrible, or in the beginning of... of, of um, when he sort of promises uh, Robbie a kind of loving relationship and and is is uh, to to carry through with it when the ex-wife um, who wants a reconciliation appears at the door um, and and he acts in a way that that is very hard for anyone to handle 
and let, let alone um, uh, a boy of 19 whose only love, uh, only experience of love, anything, real love, all passionate love, um, has come from, from this 29-year-old man whom he trusted absolutely and thought was knew, always knew best. Always, I think there's a big changing um, in various parts of the book when Robbie realizes that this, this guy he, he idolizes doesn't always know best. But that sometimes is terribly wrong. Right. Love that. Love that. Such a uh, such a powerful story, uh, Stephanie. And I'm so excited that we have a chance to be able to talk about it, and for our audience to be able um, to to read it again. Stephanie Cowell has been our guest. The Boy in the Rain is the title of the book. You can get it through our friends at Amazon.com. It's published by Regal House Publishing. So you can also visit their website at regalhousepublishing.com. And Stephanie, how can our audience stay connected with you? Well, uh, it's from my website, which is www, and then Stephanie Cowell, that's one word, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-C-O-W-E-L-L.com. And, um, and by all means, uh, Amazon is, is a really uh, easy, wonderfully easy It's <laughs> responsible for my buying <laughs> ten times more books than I can on my shelf and I'm double stacked again. I swore I wouldn't be. But um yeah, that would that would be wonderful and and, and then if you if you like it, um when you read it would you please leave a review on Amazon. Uh, I I would I would just love these characters to um go on in, in, in finding readers who, who love them because I love them so dearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that, love that. Well, look, I enjoyed this conversation with you, Stephanie, and looking forward to speaking with you again. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Have a good day. You're more than welcome. Thank you, you as well. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Thanks as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let us go make today amazing. Take care.